0: Welcome to Songwriter Trists, an intimate podcast that interviews artists about the art of songwriting and find out more about the life behind the songs. I'm singer songwriter Ray Lee, your host for this show. Music saved my life, and I want to talk to other songwriters about the power of songwriting, talk about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons, and emotions, all the great things that build an amazing song. For more information on this podcast and the guests, visit songwritertrists.com Welcome to a Songwriter Trist with Thank you. Lily Grace, local Gold Coast singer songwriter, age 15. Ah, it's amazing. <laughs> Just well done, mum. Thank you for having me, Ray. <laughs> All right. I start all of these podcasts by getting you in your own words. Tell us who are you and where do you come from?
1: Okay. So I'm a 15-year-old singer-songwriter. I love my country music. Um, I'm from Mudjabah on the Gold Coast and I write my own songs all the time. I perform at gigs and cafes, pubs, restaurants. Um I love performing. I started out busking when I was twelve and just kind of went from there and fell in love with it. It's so much fun. So yeah, yeah that's what I've been doing and
0: what made yeah. you do busking at twelve? Like
1: Well um at my old singing school they put us into busking at markets and mm-hmm. um cafes and stuff but I went to the open mic nights yep. and then the guy there he was like oh if you want to get your own gigs you have to go busking and I was like oh okay <laughs> so I went down to um Bangalore markets for the first one and I bussed there for about I say two hours and I had my guitar no amp just Playing along it was so much wow. fun. Wow, so
0: just acoustically, yeah. Just I did that
1: too. Um, and then at the broad beach, because
0: you have a very powerful voice. Thank you, like young girl. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I went to the broad beach markets as well, and I saved up enough money to buy an amplifier well so done. I could start <laughs> getting some gigs and stuff, which was yeah. really fun. So,
0: yeah, so at 12, you started busking because you wanted to start. I wanted to start name. performing, I guess. I was yeah. very
1: nervous when I first started at um, the open mic night, and mm. the guy had to persuade me to get up there. And then I got off, and I, I think I did seven songs. Yep. Just, it was so much fun. And yeah. I was so nervous at first, though, but then
0: I wanted to do more of performing. So, Absolutely. yeah. Open fun. mic, my very first open mic, I still say is my most successful night of my entire career because it was the scariest moment of my life. Yeah. <laughs> but once you've done that first one, um, you just want more, don't you? That's awesome. And so now you're performing regularly. What what was the um the goal behind like is it you just wanted to have a job or um.
1: Not really the money. I was just It's really fun to perform and yeah. um, at the markets you'd see the little kids who come up and dance and stuff and they're yeah. so sweet and then there's like the old men who walk past and they give you a dollar or something mm-hmm. they're so sweet and then all the parents who come with their kids obviously and it's really nice, um, I guess, to do that more and see more people, I guess. It's really fun. That's so good.
0: Yeah. And it should be fun and yeah. it's inspiring as it well. It definitely is. Yeah. Not a lot of people your age, I know I didn't, have the courage to do what you love for fun in front of everyone how have you found like the courage to to do this
1: um I think think my dad's definitely helped me a lot with that um he's quite confident and stuff and I'd probably say I was a bit more introverted before singing and cafes and stuff Mm. and I've kind of grown out of that a little bit I guess Mm um I don't know exactly know why, but um, I guess you get up there and share songs you've written that are personal to you, and that's quite vulnerable, that's I guess, scary. and yeah. um, I get a lot more nervous singing in front of kids my own age, yeah. and... Um, that's normal. Yeah, I think just because they're on the same page and stuff, and yeah, obviously singing original songs, I get a bit more nervous if you know accept it and stuff and relate yeah. to it, but... Yeah, it's, it's fun though. I like seeing originals more. It's good. But yeah. It's such a
0: human feeling though to be nervous as well and that's like yeah, yeah. well done for not letting it, that feeling stop you from doing something that you obviously enjoy. I can tell just by the look of your face when you're talking about it, your eyes light up and you've got this big <laughs> smile on your face. I'm like, she loves this and that's great. Like you should do what you love. What was it, do you remember, that drew you to learning music and actually picking up the guitar? Because you played beautifully.
1: Thanks. Um, I really don't know. I wasn't really into choir or anything, but mm. the only thing I could put it to is I used to do dancing when I was year two, and then I did gymnastics and stuff. And I'd make dance videos and stuff, and yeah. they weren't very good, but it was fun. And <laughs> I can't dance either. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. It was same thing. <laughs> <team. laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I guess try to play the music to it because I'd sing mm. along, yeah. but not <sighs> – I'd sing along to them but I wouldn't really do it properly. And then mm. I did a group singing lesson called Glee Group and it was fun. pretty much um, eight girls when I was ten yeah. and we got together and we were like singing Glee songs mm. and then for my birthday, mom and dad upgraded to private lessons. Nice. And then it's when I picked up guitar
0: which is so fun. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like the trifecta, playing oh, guitar yes. and sing and have the confidence to actually do it in public. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, very, very much well done. So fun. What about from there, when did you start writing your first songs?
1: Okay, I have to say I was a bit adamant against writing and um, I wrote – when I was 13, I wrote one song but it was one song. I didn't really write any after that. Okay. And then I went to Academy and I wrote um, one song with Fanny Lumsden mm. and she's amazing. And um, that song was about my brother who has a hip disease and it was about – people always staring at people with um, disabilities. And Mm. then after that, you learn all about songwriting. So, of course, I went and executed that and (laughs) wrote lots of songs. And, yeah, yeah. and then obviously Corona, we all had lots of time. So that's when I wrote a lot of songs. So So you've
0: just been writing, writing, writing. Oh, yeah,
1: it's so fun. It's like, it's one of those things. When you stop, you stop and you just don't write songs for ages. But then once you start, you want to write more and more. It's like a domino effect i guess yeah oh those tears i cry try to hold it in My tears led the way Puddles in my eyes wouldn't tampin over days As I stood there frozen still
0: I definitely wrote a ton of songs, not publicly. I didn't have the courage to sing in front of anyone. But in my bedroom when I was emotional and I had stuff to get out, it's just such an amazing therapy to be able to to do that. But that's why they're also so vulnerable. And yeah, it, yeah it can be hard 100%. To share that in public. So what's your, your goal? So, like, you've decided that you're going to be a singer songwriter and you're doing it well yeah. at such a beautifully young age. Well done. What, like... I mean, my parents, if I had said that to them, they would have laughed and said, no, go back to school and do your maths. Like, it's not something that everyone is encouraged to do at your age because it's not a career path, apparently. (laughs) Which, you know, we know is false. I know it's false now, but I had to go through, like, adulthood to realise that.
1: Yeah, my parents are really, really supportive. They come to all my gigs in the front row and they clap along, which is really (laughs) nice. But um, I guess my goal is to just – I want to play my own music and not covers and stuff, Mm. but I guess try and share that with as many people and stuff Mm. and not have to sing the cover gigs and stuff where you can and – just be able to play your own music. So that's what mm. I want to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just get your stuff out there. Yeah. hundred percent. Many people. Is there something that you think about when you're writing your songs? Do you have like a cool message or something that you always think about when you're going to write a song?
1: Um, well, I think for me, I, I get a lot of inspiration from listening to other people's conversations. Mm-hmm. And then Not in a creepy way, but uh, (laughs) can't get it off the wrong way. Other people um,
0: watch it too, it's okay. Yeah, (laughs) you see
1: scenarios and um, try and, like, think of how that relates to you in a way. Mm. And um, I go through TikTok, I spend 10, 15 (laughs) minutes a day, and I just go and I write down ideas of, like, relatable tweets and... From TikTok? Yeah, because it's... um, A lot of people share how they're feeling and stuff, like, relatable quotes and stuff. Okay. And, um... I write them down, and I write a lot of songs about them because everyone's interacting and saying they feel that way as well, which I yeah. think is a really nice thing to write a song about because yeah. everyone's feeling the same way. So yeah, yeah, I do that a lot, which is fun. So
0: that's a great tip. Get on TikTok. I, <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I really still don't get TikTok, although, and I, I, I noticed the Reels is like the same thing on Instagram mm-hmm. as TikTok. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting one. I never would have thought. Hey, let's go to TikTok to find out a cool song idea mm-hmm. um that's awesome good inspiration <laughs> and have so you went to the academy what when did you do I that i
1: did i went to the junior one last june or july i don't remember oh, but maybe. i went to maybe. the academy x this year actually which is online yeah. yeah that was so fun i did yeah i did the junior one with roger corbett lynn Rotel awesome. amazing writers there mm-hmm. and Yeah, that was really, really good. It was so fun. We stayed up until like 3 a.m. most nights just jamming. It was so fun. I loved it. And then,
0: yeah. Cool. So, have you done much co-writing outside of the academy? What's your approach to co-writing?
1: Yeah, I write with a lot of people actually. Um, I write with a lot of young people my age and also locally but mostly on Zoom at the moment to be Mm. honest. It's pretty easy to adapt for me, I think, but... um, it's kind of growing on us, I think, all from COVID. But yeah. Yeah. I normally bring in an idea and a guitar part and stuff, and the other person probably does the same, and we yeah. choose which best one and <laughs> work in our ideas and stuff and develop it from there and stuff, and it's yeah. really
0: fun. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. And what's been your most, like, memorable experience as a co-write?
1: Oh, I wrote a song with Roger Corbett last week, um... Amazing. <laughs> He's really, really good. <laughs> I wrote—we so were writing a song about um, January in Australia. It's like a really fun song. Okay. It's got a reggae beat to it, and oh, cool! Yeah, it's really cool, and it's all about um, you know Aussie things that happen in Australia yeah. in January. I really like it. It's a really yeah. fun, vibey kind of song to get into, yeah. and it's not serious at all. But it's just. It was really fun to write. We were writing down the most random stuff, like yeah. get the mozzie coils out, you know, um, <laughs> go get a bunning sausage. It was really fun to write, but it was random, but yeah. it was a lot of fun. So. so there
0: should be stuff in there that if you're Australian, you'll exactly. understand Yeah, feel connected. And I think that we need that at the moment to remember the things that connect us as Australians mm-hmm. rather than focusing on the things that divide us as Australians. Um, unity is really important for sure so what would you say the best advice is that you've ever been given?
1: I guess just believe in yourself because I mean if you don't no one else will I guess because um, I know when I was very shy I said before um I don't know people can kind of step on you step on you a little bit and take advantage of that so I guess try and know that you know that you're worth know you worth and that it's fine so mm. Mm.
0: that's a hard one in this industry I think. yeah especially moving from open mics where you're performing for free or for a burger or something <laughs> um, to, to going and actually asking a venue to pay you to perform and being young as well. It, it probably happens way more and it can be really hard. How have you adapted to that?
1: I have to be honest – venues um can be quite hard to crack at first sometimes and it's really difficult to get your foot in the door sometimes but once they give you an opportunity they're really really nice and welcoming and stuff and most Mm. of them have been really really good I Mm. only really gig at supportive venues but um it's definitely quite difficult to get your foot in the door and I think oh you're only 14 only 15 you know you're not probably developed enough but you know it's it's
0: I've met, like, 30-year-olds that aren't properly developed. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. um, Ageism is such a thing. Yeah. And that must be hard to battle, but it won't be there forever because you will get older. Exactly. like, you know, yeah. I've had people who are older than me and, like, I'm 30 and they'll go, oh, I'm not your age. And yet I've had that thought of, like, oh, I'm not 15 anymore. And, like, you can have those thoughts. But everything always happens at the right time. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's good to... It's good to keep keep moving forward and just learning with every opportunity and experience you get. So well done for that. Now, this this next question, usually I would say, you know, if you could go back and talk to yourself when you're 15, what advice would you give? But you are 15. So <laughs> well, <laughs> um, what advice would you give to other other people who are maybe your age or even younger, maybe? in you know grade two mm. and they're like oh, i really want to be a songwriter and i want to do this but maybe i'm too young like what advice would you give to that person
1: um well i'd say write your own music while you can because um, it's often hard to find time with that in between school and stuff i know it's mm. getting a bit more challenging for me now i'm in year 10 and i have all these assignments and stuff but um just go and play songs that are fun i did that and i learned about 50, 60 songs to busk with, and Mm -hmm. they were all the Ed Sheeran's, the um, yeah, and he was a bad
0: dancer too oh yeah exactly (laughs) that made me feel better join the team
1: (laughs) yeah I just I learned a lot of songs on guitar and that's how I kind of learned my guitar I didn't do scales at the start and that's how you find it really fun and you get a passion for it when you Mm -hmm. do it for fun instead of trying to improve I think
0: grades and stuff yeah
1: yeah. exactly like for me some people that works for them and good on them Mm -hmm. but um for me, I think you have to have the passion first. So go and sing the songs you love because that's fun, and you'll think of it as a fun thing. Yeah. And but if you're going to try and if you're doing it just to get the gig, then you're not going to enjoy it, and yeah. it's not very fun. Then yeah, and find you, a song that you like exactly, and you'll find be it. passionate about it. So yeah, yeah, that's really
0: good advice. I i I was so scared of doing music at school because no one. I was a I was a secret music lover, um, <laughs> and. I just saw so many people kill themselves over doing that, like getting grades on piano or performing and like stressing themselves to the point that they didn't like music anymore or even people going to university and learning, you know, jazz and doing the con. And I, I saw people go into those things and come out hating music. And I'm like, I emotionally can't afford to do that. You yeah. Yeah. I need music. Don't take it away from me. If that's going to take it away from me, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. On that note, there's
1: um, this girl at my school and her parents pressure her into doing piano and she she mm. enjoys piano. But, you know, they're like, oh, have you practiced? Have you practiced? Mm. You have to get this grade to get, I don't know, extra points or something or whatever. Pressure can
0: kill the joy in And
1: everything. it's not as fun then. And yeah. she doesn't want to practice. It's a chore and it's...
0: It's it's sad. I feel bad for her. No one likes being told what to do. So I don't know why we think children do. (laughs) Like I didn't. (laughs) Um, So what about like subjects at school? I'm not going to, you know, just talk about the subjects because you are at school. Is there a particular subject or... Um, things that you're drawn to more? Are you very creative? Do you love art? Or
1: Yeah, well, um, I do music and at school, obviously, but mm. I really love the economic subjects, economics, business and legal. They're my other three favourites. I don't know why, um, but they're
0: just really interesting. Well, they're definitely very important if you want to have your own music business, yeah. that is what it is. And you probably understand a level mm. of that. If you're at earning money and doing gigs, you need to... Have some business smarts, otherwise people will take advantage of you.
1: Yeah, it's it's really interesting because we learn about all the real world things that's happening in the e commerce and everything, and in law and the property market and stuff. And it's definitely different to music, but I find that really interesting too. And that's so cool. I really love that. Yeah. I
0: honestly didn't even know what e commerce meant, like the <laughs> word, when I was your age. I like, yeah. My vocabulary was terrible. It's still pretty terrible. <laughs> I didn't even know what the word Trist meant before I started this podcast. My husband, <laughs> he's the one with the big vocabulary. And, yeah. Do you know what Trist means?
1: No. no. <laughs> it's <in laughs> okay. I didn't know no. either. <laughs> Tr- in, yeah. It makes sense. Like I thought it was,
0: yeah. Well, well Trist is a really old English word. It's what um, they would use if like. Two lovers were meeting up in private intimately. So it's a bit of a cheeky word.
1: That's a really nice name, then that makes
0: a lot more sense. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're having a lover's tryst, you know, and every now and then it'll be in the media because some sports players had a tryst with someone somewhere they shouldn't be doing. Um, But yeah, once I found out the meaning, I was like, oh, someone had a tryst. This is like, that's a really cool play on words because it's like, we're all songwriters and we're connecting and having intimate chat about our love for yeah. music. Yeah, so. like
1: story time. It's so good. Yeah, exactly. I love um, songwriter
0: rounds. Have you ever done anything like that where you do that?
1: I haven't performed one, but I've definitely watched some off like the Nashville on YouTube. Yep. They're amazing. They look so fun.
0: You have to go to Nashville.
1: I know. I'm saving. I've saved up now. I'm The COVID. Yeah. I can't go, but.
0: Yeah. I know. I want to go back to I, I went save. in for the first time in 2019. Wow, lucky. Um, did my second ever open mic over there. Like just one song, jumped up, really scared, jumped down. And that's when I came back and I was like, right, I'm going to do this. And so I did my first local open mic. Oh, no. Nice. And it was like so scary because locally, like when you're in a different country, it doesn't matter. You don't ever have to see those people ever again. Yeah. <laughs> when you're local, it's like, ah, uh, <laughs> I might have oh. to move after this. <laughs>
1: I did. You so, go, yeah. I want to live in Nashville when I'm older. Yeah. Yeah. That's a goal. Yeah, I'd love
0: to live in Nashville. Apparently it's the thing to do. Mm. I'm quite happy to just go there and experience it and come back. But um, when I was there, there's a very strong sense of everyone says, you've got to be in Nashville, you've got to be in Nashville. So, yeah. But, like, I love all, like, film and television and acting and, like, all arts. It's really, really fun. Speaking about inspirations, Mm. this is my favourite question to ask people. If you could co-write with anyone in the world, living or dead, who would it be and why?
1: Okay. um, There's this girl named Liz Rose who wrote a lot of – she's written a lot of songs with Taylor Swift and okay. a lot of the big artists and also Marin Morris. I love her songs. They're amazing. So my favourite songwriter, her name is Sada Garrett and mm-hmm. she wrote this song, Man in the Mirror. Mm-hmm. And – it's an amazing song, obviously, and I was watching an interview of her and she was saying she writes down every single, like, thought that comes to mind, and that song, um, her co-writer picked up the phone and was like, oh, who are you talking to? Oh, the man in the mirror, that's me, and she wrote that down, like, mindlessly, yeah. and um, I really w- I'm trying to do that at the moment as well, because it's really cool, you know. I- I don't know who it was. One of my friends in Nashville tells me, you know, keep your antenna up and just write everything down.
0: Yeah, and yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I love her songwriting, so definitely her. She's amazing, yeah. Okay,
0: I want to do this because I do this as well and I do write okay. down everything, but get your phone. Tell mm-hmm. me, what was the last title idea that you wrote in your phone? Oh, wow. I'll do, I'll do mine too. Okay. I know, I know that I had one today, but I can't remember what it was, but I'm like, <laughs> oh, this would be a really fun exercise for songwriters. Yes. <laughs> what was the last... We should do this on um, on a post and ask what everyone's last idea was. Okay, yes. go. Okay. Go
1: my last one was called Woman of the Wind. Ooh. Yes. My dog, she sits out in the window of the car when you drive oh. through and it's <laughs> yeah. just in her element and it was about like being, you know, doing what makes you happy and stuff. That was the idea for the song. Not like sticking so your head out the window. <laughs> exactly. Like my dog. <laughs> That's the
0: best. Actually, there, there are a few hit songs, like especially country songs, that are mm. about um, a man and their dog or like about a dog. Perfect. Like, a dog is like, if you're going to write about any animal, I reckon that's the animal that you should write about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, mine was love yourself like a child.
1: Oh, nice. So
0: it's about, for me, it was like, be compassionate towards yourself. Even as an adult, you're going to make mistakes and it's okay. You fall over, you just get back up again. like Like you tell your child to do, you know. Yeah, that'd so be a that good song. Of,
1: i have to hear that one when you write it, I Maybe reckon. we can co-write it. <laughs> Should,
0: I reckon. <laughs> it's like I wrote this one with like a 15-year-old version of me and um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. So what are your plans? Where, where are your – do you have like – five-year I feel like you're the type of person that might have like a five-year ten-year plan
1: <laughs> I have my goals <laughs> yeah um well I've got a big show coming up um with James Bondale, who which saw, is yes.
0: insane I'm so excited and you sang with him the other day yes I Yay. did
1: oh yeah we How's met him at um mm. and we made some promotional videos and stuff of us talking and stuff Yay. and he's the nicest guy he's so sweet and we sung country roads take me home together. Oh, nice! And yeah, um, we're having a show on the thirteenth of March at Burley Bazaar. Yeah, and such a
0: great venue too. Yeah, totally gonna try and get there.
1: You it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> it's so cool there. Um, yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna open for him, and then we'll do some songs together, which will be really cool. Awesome. And then he'll do his set with his greatest
0: hits. You mm-hmm. know, and way out west. Yes, his podcast comes out Monday. Oh, awesome! So I've had the download. It's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He sung that one at the Truffers and everyone was into it. It Was so funny. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah everyone
1: yeah. knows the words, of course.
0: It's, it's a legend. So yeah, it's been a, it's been around since before I was born. Mm. I was gonna say you, but like yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, a, it's a long one. It was like it's really cool to talk to people who have been doing it for that long, and get the wisdoms out of them. But it's also great to talk to someone who is looking at the music industry with such fresh eyes and, um, yeah, it's – like I've only been doing – you've been doing the music industry before, longer than me, you know. Like I've only been releasing music for a year. It's it's such a new thing but everyone has – we all have our own journey, you know, and own path and whatever it is, it's okay. Yeah. So um, you've got that show with James. Mm. What about – releasing music is that on the cards
1: um i've been thinking about it i feel like i should i've written a lot of songs but um i've written one song that i'm really happy with at the moment but Mm -hmm. um i'm considering that but i've been writing a lot of songs i want to get one that i really love that i want to get a song that i really love that means a lot to me i guess Mm -hmm. and that i think people would relate to Mm -hmm. before i release um Yeah, and to find a producer who can really make that song what it needs to be, you know, emotionally and mm. also melodically. Mm. Yeah, so kind of holding off at the moment, but I'm thinking about it definitely, yeah.
0: Yeah, don't rush into it. No, yeah. Um, and trial and error. Like, I think for a long time I was worried, like, my first one had to be the one and perfect. Um, and I'm a perfectionist. Oh, so am why It no. took me, like, 32 years to do anything. <laughs> but... I think someone said to me, like, actually one of the first podcasts I ever did, it was the first podcast interview I ever had, um, was Kent Tonschek, who's now called Kent Dennis. Yes, I know him. <laughs> you know him? Yes. Yeah, so he was telling me about a chat that he'd learnt from Pat Patterson before I'd spoken to him. And they were talking about don't aim for perfection because if you do hit perfection – You've got nowhere to go. And, like, actually it's great that you never will hit perfection because you want to always be able to get better. And I was like, that's so cool. It's like it's never going to be perfect. Get it to, like, 90%, 95% and then don't worry about the rest of it. You know, it'll be what it'll be and it's kind of like art is indefinitive like that. And that helped me let go because – there was a big part of me that was like, it's never perfect, it's never finished, it's never done. Yeah. <laughs> and then, it, But then that stopped me from actually sharing anything. And now that i finally shared some, like, music, the feedback, even from my unfinished, unperfect songs, is still connecting with people and helping mm-hmm. them through whatever they're going through. And, like, that is a really rewarding thing. And um, the fact that in my mind and my silly ideals of OCD... Um, It's not perfect. It's still doing something good. Mm. So, like, for me, it's a hard thing to do, let go. But I find letting go has helped me to let things be what they are and hasn't stopped me from doing good anymore.
1: Yeah, for sure. I have to say, um, in COVID, for the first round of it, I I wrote about 50 songs and... My parents. Um, I played. I think three gigs after things started to open up. Mm. I think I was singing one of those. Mm. They're like, "Why aren't you singing your songs? You wrote all your songs." I'm like, mm. "Oh, I don't know. I don't really think they're good enough. They're, you know." Mm. But then I've sung them, and now they've kind of sat with me a little bit, and. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of happier with them now than I was when I wrote them and I guess Mm. it's also just letting it marinate a bit with you and,
0: yeah. yeah. Someone actually gave some – I did a business course last year Mm. and they said make sure you love the song. Like you have to love it because the reality is hopefully any song you release could be a hit song and if you have that hit song that everyone connects to – you're going to be singing it for the next 50 years of your life. (laughs) Like James is still singing Way Out West like 35 years later. People will want you to sing that song wherever you perform if that's the hit song that they found you through. And so the idea behind that is make sure you're happy with the idea that you could be singing that song that you're releasing for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like make sure you love it that much. And so like my first song that I released, I wrote it, in 2015, I didn't release it until 2020. And like um, wow. that Find a Better Day than the one you mentioned before, I wrote yeah. that in 2015. Oh, wow. And I've been singing it to myself in my bedroom whenever <laughs> I needed it to pick me up. It's like I need to cheer myself up. I'm going to sing this song to myself. And so now when I when I go to release it, it's like I know I'm never going to get sick of that. It's been five years. Yeah. If I can do it for five years, I can do it for 50 because I'm, I'm going to be singing that song forever. <laughs> I might as well share it with other people. So like... Yeah, maybe find what it is for you, like how long, maybe don't wait five years. (laughs) That's exactly But like find out how long it takes for you to really know that you love it. You know, I mean any song is going to get, you're going to get tired of it. But I think someone else, oh, Brianna, she was saying that she went to, um, was it Keith Urban? She said that every time she sees him perform any song, it's always completely different. Like it just yeah. comes out differently every time. Because
1: she was really lucky. Keith Urban actually bought her on stage. I, I saw know. the YouTube video. Yeah. Lucky
0: duck. But yeah. She told
1: me about it in the podcast. I was like, no way. It's amazing. Like, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, we went and saw him last year. He was awesome. Mm.
0: So good to watch. Just like starry eyed watching the whole time. Mm. So he's amazing. And where do you do you wanna like have an ideal person that you could perform with, like Keith Urban or um.
1: <laughs> Yeah, my favorite artist in country at the moment is Marin Morris. Yeah. And um I love some of her songs to Helen Back and There's a Song for Everything, Yeah, Once, and they're all amazing songs. And I'd love to sing one of them with her probably or she's just She can really touch people with her songs and stuff because she has the produced version to radio, yeah. And she has started releasing some more acoustic like version with her and a guitarist and Mm. vocals, and they're beautiful because you kind Mm. of get to hear the meaning of the song behind all the production. That yeah,
0: yeah. I love the acoustic versions. Same, they're my favourite. I think I listened to like this um, playlist. I think it's called Acoustic hits or something like yeah. that and it's it's regular hit songs that you hear on the radio but they're just acoustic or like just piano or just guitar I love that stripped back version same you, you know if the song is still strong when it's just like one or two instruments it's the song that carries it yeah there's exactly the
1: it. there's um Tate McGray she released You Broke Me First yeah. and she has the produced version and that's still really good but Personally, I like – she has a stripped back version with mm. just piano, I think a little bit of strings and vocals. Mm. It's amazing. It's just, awesome. It sounds so pretty and I really love it. You can really hear the melody through it. Yeah. It makes it really good, yeah.
0: I don't know why. It just feels so raw. Like I still like the, you know, done up pop, like uh, really produced stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds great and it's probably better for like, you know, pubs and bars and whatever. Yeah. But there's just something so more raw and intimate yeah. about just a guitar or just a piano and their vocals and yeah, but I mean, I'll never you'll never get past um, <laughs> a, a live music. I mean, that's yeah. just the best. So we've done really well. Thank you so much for for coming and join joining me on this podcast. Is there anything else you would like to share or talk about?
1: No, I'm good, thank you. Thank you
0: so much for having me. That was amazing. Thanks, Ray. No, no problem. So I'm going to um, put a blog together on the website and I'm going to have all of your links and any way that people can come and follow you and support you and come to your shows so that um, they can keep in touch and just watch your journey because you're only going to grow. It's only going to be up from here. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to yeah. see – you know your first single, and awesome! yes. all the fun stuff that you do—it's gonna be great. One yes. thing, actually, I forgot
1: Go to on. say: um, if you guys have a social media, <laughs> uh, have to make a plug. Um, Lily Grace Live, L I L Y grace live facebook instagram youtube tiktok you name it (laughs) Um, i post all my gigs on there and some of my songs
0: so yeah yeah so i'll I'll put all of that in all of your um links so it'll be in the description of the podcast and it'll be on the website and it'll be anywhere so it'll be really easy for people to find so that'd be really cool
1: awesome awesome thank you thank you thanks for having me that was awesome
0: anytime Thanks for joining our songwriter Trist today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter. Please leave a review and subscribe. To support the podcast or contact me or our guests, please go to the website songwritertrists.com.